Hey, welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. The title of my message is Generous Faith. Generous Faith. You know, Christianity is a generous faith. The God who, God who we serve, who we worship, He is generous. The reason you and I are here right now, why we're doing life with Jesus, is because God, He is generous and He loves you. In John 3.16, it says this, For God so loved the world that He gave generous. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He gave. God gave Jesus so that you and I now, we can become sons and daughters of God. That, that God that he is the pursuer, that he is the one who, gave, who pursued, who gave uh, his very best, Jesus, so that now you and I can be in relationship with him. God, his very nature, his, his very character is a, one of a gener- generosity. He is generous. You know, Christianity is the only faith that God is the pursuer, the initiator, and really the giver. Other religions have people, people trying to achieve or give or, or get to God. You know, doing enough good, suffering enough, sacrificing enough, enlightening enough. But Christ, the Christianity we find in the Bible is God giving and coming for you. The Christianity we see in the Bible is God who is generous, who loves you, who gave his best Jesus. God who in flesh, he gave his best for you. God is a generous God. He gave his son salvation, his grace. And now all you and I have to do this is great. All you and I have to do now is to receive this generous gift. His, his generous gift of his love, his grace of salvation. Romans 8 tells us what happens when we do receive, when we say, Jesus, I want to do life with you. I make you Lord of my life. In Romans eight fifteen, it says this, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Wow, joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. Isn't that good? You and I, today, we are sons and daughters of God. You are co-heirs with Christ. Why? Because God, he gave. He gave. God was generous in giving his best himself for you and I. Now we're sons and daughters. God, he's a generous God. God's character, nature, we see it in his actions. He is generous. He is generous. 
In James 1.17, it says, Every good, every good gift and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good and perfect thing is a gift. What's that? That's generosity given to you and I from above. That it is given by God. God gave his son Jesus, so now that we can do life with him now and for eternity, that we can have, have life with him now, God has also given his word and, and promises in the Bible. And 1 Corinthians 1.20, it tells us that all of God's promises in him are yes and amen. Now, why am I going through all this? I want to highlight today, God He's generous. He's a generous God. He is generous. All of his promises are yes and amen. He's given you promises. He's given us his son. John 10, 10 says the thief, hey, he only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But my purpose is to give you a rich and satisfying life. Again, to give you a rich and satisfying life. Even the air we breathe is a gift from God. Today, is a gift from God. God is generous in his character, his nature, and his actions. And we are to respond to God who is abundantly generous, I, I think in, in two ways. The first one is this, is to receive the, gener the generosity and the fullness of what God has provided through Christ. That we, you and I have the opportunity just to receive to receive the generosity of what Christ has provided, what God has provided to you through Christ. In, first, uh, in 2 Peter 1.3, it says, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, him, Jesus, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Everything that you need in life for doing life with God, for walking out the life that God has designed and called you for, God has provided and given you. You are actually complete in Christ. And what we have the opportunity to do is to receive his generosity, receive his abundant grace, receive his promises, receive what God has for you. You know, Christmas, it's coming up and those gifts that are going to be under the tree that someone else got for you, it costs someone something. But for you, all what you have to do is open that gift and receive. God, he's generous. He's giving the gift of salvation. And with that, everything that's in Christ. And it was paid for at a high price, but for you and for I, it's a gift to receive. And all we have to do is open it and then put that on, put who we are in Christ on. So the first one, I think, is we respond to his generosity by receiving it, by saying, yes, Lord, I receive your generosity. And the second way we respond to God's uh, generosity is this. 
is be generous out of the abundance of God's generosity to us. Be generous out of the abundance of God's generosity to us. So to respond to God's giving, God's generosity to you and I by taking on his nature, which is one of uh, that he is giving, he is abundant, he is generous, and going out and being generous yourself. You know, generous in our love, in our faith, generous in grace, in in our time, generous in, in our gifts and talents, And all of these areas, God has called us, hey, to be generous with them. And all of that requires faith to be generous because it it takes faith to operate in God's nature. It takes faith to operate in God's nature, who he is. And being generous out of those, those areas is who he is. But God also calls us to another area that takes faith. It takes being bold, taking God at his word and acting on it. Being bold, that's what faith is, taking God at his word and acting on it. And it's this, generous in the area of our finances and money. Being generous in the area of our finances and money. You know, in the Bible, there's an account of Jesus. He's being approached by some Pharisees and they're trying to trap Jesus to get him to say something so that he could be arrested by the Roman Empire who was, uh, who was occupying Israel, who was ruling Israel because Israel was conquered. And we're going to pick it up in Matthew 22. It says this, Then the Pharisees met together to plot how to trap Jesus into saying something for which he could be arrested. They sent some of their disciples along with the supporters of Herod to meet with him. Teacher, they say, we know how honest you are. You teach the way of God truthfully. You are impartial and don't play favorites. Now tell us what you think about this. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Now, this is a hot topic, hot Jewish topic at the time because they're being oppressed, they're being occupied by Rome and they're trying to catch him. Now, Jesus, he responds, but Jesus knew the evil motives. He says, you hypocrites, he said, why are you trying to trap me? Here, show me a coin you use for tax. Uh, When they handed him a Roman coin, he asked, whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar, they replied. Well then, he said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God and give to God what belongs to God. So Jesus there, he says, hey, pay your taxes. But there's also something in there that I want to highlight. He says, but give to God what is God's. Now, what is God's? What is he do? Well, he's due our praise, absolutely. He's due our, our honor, our giving him glory, attention, worship, right? Because now we are in Christ. We have Christ in us, the image, right? So he is due that. All those things are true. And many of us wouldn't challenge, yeah, he deserves praise. Yeah, he deserves worship. Yeah, I probably should give him more attention than I, than I do. Yeah, he, I should pay him more. But the prophet Malachi, when, uh, when he's speaking with uh, the Israelites on behalf of God, in this passage, he identifies something else that belongs to God. In Malachi 3.8, it says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. 
But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Nor shall the vine uh, fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Now in this scripture, something that is identified that is the Lord's, Malachi says, is this. The Lord's is tithes belong to the Lord. Jesus, Jesus said, give to God what is God's. And the tithe belongs to the Lord. Now, the tithe, tithe simply means tenth. And the tithe in the Bible, it means 10% of increase or income. So, 10 cents, it means a penny. A hundred dollars means ten dollars. A thousand means a hundred. And as Christians, we're actually called to a higher way of doing things. God is calling us to do a way, uh, God's way of doing things, of including God in our finances the way that God has by giving our tithes back to God to respond to God's generosity by returning tithes and giving offerings to into the storehouse. Now, what is the storehouse? The storehouse is where food is kept. In other words, uh, it, it is where you're spiritually fed. So that is the local church. So as you return your tithes, your offerings to the local church, now, to be quite honest, this topic, could, the temptation could be to avoid it because quite a few people can get offended by this. They think he's just trying to get my money, right? Uh, listen, I'm not trying to get your money. There's not operators standing by. There's no, no, there will, at the end of this message, there will not be anybody knocking on your door who will flip you upside down. Not at all. Why are we speaking on this? Why am I speaking on this? Well, because it is in God's word. It is in God's word. We believe in preaching the complete whole word of God. And God says this. He says, he's calling us because we've been talking all about steps of faith. God is saying to you and I, the opportunity to take a step of faith with him in our finances, to take a step of faith in partnering with him, that opportunity is there. And he calls us to a higher way of doing things, taking a step of faith in the area of finances, because what is on the other side of that step of faith is better than anything you or I could ever imagine. You know, the second reason why maybe I, maybe I should avoid this is maybe some people, maybe you've experienced this, is where you've known someone who's maybe abused or manipulated what God, what God uh, purposed for tithe, tithing and offering to, for their own purpose. And if that happened to you, where someone misused and, and manipulated what God has said, listen, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but 
by what someone else did doesn't change what God says in his word. What God has said in his word and he set it up. That his word is true. That he actually has a higher way for you and I to live. That there's a higher way that you and I can operate in the area of our finances. And the third reason that I might hear is this is, listen, Josiah, I thought you are like a New Testament Christian. Like tithing is under the law. Well, tithing was before the law. Absolutely. Like Abraham. Abram, we talk about him. We've talked about him all through this series. Great man of faith. He tithed when he had increased. You can find it in Genesis 14, 8 to 7. If you want to read it, actually read that whole story. But, and it's, other parts in Genesis, there was tithe too. That was before the uh, Abrahamic covenant. It was before the Mosaic covenant. Tithing was set in place before. But listen, God calls us to be generous in all we do, including the area of finances. And let's be real. Many Canadians are not comfortable talking about finances. Maybe there's a little squirm right now. Like, just do it. You're in your own living room. Do the squirm. But listen, God is calling us a higher way of doing our finances. And get this, it's not out of obligation. It's not out of obligation at all. It's out of this, out of the overflow of the generosity that God has done in your life. You know, uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says this. Here's my point. This is Paul talking. Here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest. But the one who, this gets me excited. The one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let giving flow from where? Obligation? No. Uh, Religious duty? No. Uh, what is it? Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving all because God loves, I love this translation, a hilarious giver. Yes, God is more than uh, ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance and every good thing you do. You know, we are to be generous out of the overflow from our hearts. You're to be generous out of the overflow of your heart in response to God and his generosity. You know, God, the spirit of God, he is generous. And no, you actually have the spirit of God inside of you, a generous spirit. Being generous in our finances, returning tithes and giving offerings. We are not to give out of obligation. There's, it's not a religious shakedown, right? It's not your ticket to heaven. It's not your ticket for grace. It's not your ticket for salvation at all. But it is a call from God to operate a higher way of doing things. It is God calling you and I to take a step of faith and be generous as he is. And as you operate, as he's called you to do, God will do what he can only do. Tithing, it's a step of faith. And in order to be generous as God, God is, just as it, in order to forgive as God says, in order to love as God says, you need faith. We need, to tr- we need trust in God because you cannot operate 
To be like God, to be as, uh, to operate as Christ operates without faith. It takes courageous faith to say, God, I'm partnering with you in my finances. I'm returning my tithes. I'm giving offerings to you. Because it, it seems backward, doesn't it? The, the give away, uh, especially when there's other things that it could be used for, because there's always other things. But as you take those steps of faith, saying, God, I trust you. I trust you in the area of my finances. I trust you as my source. You have my heart in this area. Okay, I'm going to walk in this land in faith in this area of finances. Uh, As you're giving tithes, you're saying as well, God, I'm giving you my heart, my trust in this area. Matthew 6, 21, Jesus says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Tithing and giving offerings, you operate in in the generous spirit of God. And tithing, that's a step of faith in direct response to what God has said in his word. And as you partner with God in your finances, as you step further, that you will actually, you're actually stepping further and further in his plan for you. Because when you're generous, um, that, 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 those tithes, those offerings, that's actually used to advance God's kingdom and for others to be impacted to hear the message of Jesus. And God calls us. He invites us to a higher way of doing it for generous faith. And as you return tithes, offerings operate in God's generosity. You cannot outdo God's generosity. At the beginning of the message, I talked about how much God's generosity, how much he's given you and I. But as you are generous, man, God will then pour out such a blessing, Scripture says, that you will not have room enough to receive. In Malachi, again, in verse 10, it says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this. Side note, only portion in the Bible where he says, Try me now in this. It's like, bring it on, test me. Uh, Try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord. Man, when you operate in generosity, not out of obligation, but an overflow from your heart in response to God's generosity, the windows of heaven will open up with a blessing that cannot contain you or that you cannot contain, uh, that it can't contain. The other place where, where the windows of heaven was opened up was in the flood. So that God's saying behind that blessing is that same intensity where it covers you. Uh, in Proverbs eleven twenty four says, the one who scatters uh, yet increases more. And the, there is one who withholds more than is right, but leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered. And as you respond to God's generosity, as you operate in a generous spirit, as you operate in generosity, God will start doing things that only God can do. It will position you so that you can receive what God has for you. 
that you can say, God, I trust you in this area. I'm going to start taking the land in this area. I'm not going to stay on the other side. Like I think of even Joshua. He could have stayed in that, the side of the Jordan, but instead he crossed over. He walked into that new land. I think there's the opportunity for, for us to, to actually walk into the land of God. I trust you in this area, not of Cana, but of my finances. I trust you. The other thing the Bible says is he rebukes the devourer. Now, the, the Satan, say, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But know what? He's rebuked. Get out of there. You, you can't touch it. Do, 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 do. Can't touch this? All right. Well, we'll probably edit that out. We won't. That's it. That'll be left in there for your enjoyment. It's live. Okay. But personally, uh, something that I, I've been doing since I, since as long as I can remember, when I was, when I was five, I'd get like 10 cents and, and I'd be giving a penny back. I've been like do, doing, operating in this uh, for as long as I can remember. Ever since I had an income, I would always give tithe back, 10% back. Um, and then offerings to God on top of that. And uh, can I say this? God always comes through. He always provides. What God can do with that 90% is more than anything that I could do with that 100%. You know, I think seven, eight years ago, I started a company doing high-rise window cleaning. And uh, I think I've said this story before, but me and my, my business partner, we took a step of faith. We felt, Nat and I, especially, we felt so strongly that we were to start a business. And so I quit this job, this very lucrative job, and uh, I stepped out with only two weeks worth of work. My business partner and I, we both quit, and we only had two weeks worth of work. So we did that, and when that first check came in, know what I did? I tithed. When we didn't have, so one week's worth of work came in and uh, there was not another week after that. Like there's only one more week left of work. No, I did. I tithed. And know what started to happen is then that schedule just started to fill up week after week. And as those checks came in, I kept tithing. I kept tithing and partnering with God. And we tithe, we partner with God. And can I say this? God blessed that company beyond what I could imagine, what all that I could think. The, the second year, we tripled. The third year, we tripled the triple. The fourth year, I can't remember if it was either quadrupled or tripled. Uh, but God, each year, God was like doing exceedingly, abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine. And uh, throughout all that, you know what I was doing? is I was partnering with God. I was giving God tithe offering and looking around at other companies, like we, as a company, we prided ourselves in good work and customer service, absolutely. But so did every other company. Why did we so quickly take market shares? Why did other company owners say, what are you guys doing that is causing this company to grow so much? What are you doing to get so much favor with all these large clients? What, what are you doing? This is what we're doing. We were partnering with God, giving God, returning God tithes and giving him offerings and seeing then God was opening up the windows where there were times in that company where 
uh, where there was like, okay, there's not room enough to receive it. We don't have any more room for all this work coming in. We need to expand, expand the tent pegs. Let's hire more people. So when I finally sold this company a couple years ago, man, it, it was a thriving company positioned for serious growth. And I saw God's blessing all over it so much that there's, that it was just amazing. But I knew, I know this, I know the reason it was is because from that very first check, when it looked like, okay, I only got two weeks and then hopefully we'll get something else. No, it is a tithe. And I kept as it, I kept tithing, kept partnering, kept trusting. And it's you know what? It was just another step followed by another step, followed by another step. And I saw God bless us, bless that company. You know, as Thrive Church, we operate in this as well. When you, when you give tithes and offerings to Thrive Church, man, it is a twice sown seed. You're sowing into Thrive and we're sowing into other places as well. Because as a church, we operate in this. We sow into other ministries, missions around the world. Um, you know, you, did you know this? You are a Bible smuggler. We partner with an organization who smuggle Bibles into Iran. Yeah, you're a Bible smuggler. We partner and we give to uh, uh, sending people to Bible college. We build churches. You know, you support the underground church in China. You're supporting, uh, as you sow, we also as a church support Emily and Patrick in Taiwan and furthering that work. You're sowing into other churches around Calgary and as well as Canada and around the world. Because why? Our church operates in this as well. Can I share something with you that's sort of cool? It just happened to me two weeks ago. Is... Uh, Cause I was, I was praying like, okay, God, I like, I, I was praying for our church. I was praying for you. And I was as well, I was praying for, uh, just like our church and our finances because it, it, it like, well, that's, I want to include God in that. Absolutely. So I'm praying. And, and that day someone came, another ch uh, ministry came and he said, I have a, a check for you, for your church, because we love what Thrive is doing. We believe in you guys and uh, we want to support. And I'm like, wow, God. And right away in my heart, I heard, I heard the Lord say, okay, this is seed to sow into other churches around the city. I said, okay, this is cool because I know that God gives seed to the sower. Man, okay, this is exciting. So then I'm like, okay, Lord, who do you want? So God uh, showed me, okay, the first church. So we, I met with this pastor. I said, hey, Thrive Church, we want, we want to support you guys, give you this check. And it was a check for, for $500. And, and I gave it to him. And he said, are you serious, man? He said, just yesterday, uh, my team met and we actually decided that we're sending Thrive Church a check for $750. I'm like, are you serious? So God, we sowed and with a non-benounced, they didn't know we were doing this. And God actually, before I even gave it, he, there was a check already in the mail. God opening up, give and it will be given unto you. I think that is just so cool of that you can't outgive God. That God will provide. You know, we serve a generous God. And we're all here because of his generosity, because he gave his son, he gave his best. He's given us everything we need for this life and eternity and what you're called to do right here and now. 
And now I believe God is calling and giving us the opportunity to take a step of faith in our finances, partnering with him through tithes and offerings. Can I encourage you today in the area of finances to take a step of faith with God? Maybe you're not there of like 10% of a tithe, but maybe maybe just take that first step of, okay, I'm, I'm not there yet, God, but I'm going to take this first step in the area of generosity, in the area of partnering with you. And just watch, just watch as God will do what he said he will do. That as you are generous, that he gives seed to the sower in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name generous faith. Hey, thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church podcast. We hope this message inspired you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to see you at a Sunday soon in person or online. You can get all the information on our website, thrivecalgary.ca. If you'd like to become a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can also do that by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the give button. Know God is for you. We love you. Have a great week.